This is not your average podcast. Jesus Christ! We love you, God! Get the fuck out my face with that shit. Oh, you lied to me. You lied to me. Welcome to Hood Scholarship. It's your boy back again with another installment of Kalani Star Presents Hood Scholarship. Hood Being that it's Easter weekend, you know I had to come through with some enlightenment on the reason for the season. Message! In modern day society, this is a day celebrated as the day in which Jesus Christ was resurrected, three days after being put to death. At least that's what Christianity has indoctrinated us to believe. But you know how we rock over here? We like to analyze the information for ourselves. So in today's class, we're going to go through a full breakdown of the scriptures and see for ourselves what the texts actually say. We're going to leave our emotions completely out of this and only deal with the words in red. Easter Sunday tradition is calculated by the first Sunday following the full moon. The official name, Pascal Full Moon, which lands on or after the spring equinox. But more importantly, many believe this to be the day in which their Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, sacrificed himself for the world. But what really happened? Because from a closer examination, it seems as though things might not be what they seem to be. Oh, you lied to me. But first things you first, lied to me. when dealing with the Bible, you're also dealing with biblical principles. What we like to call the Mosaic Law. And for Message. anyone that tells you Jesus wanted to do away with the laws, just hit them with them words and read from Matthew chapter 5, verses 17 and 18. Good Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. For verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law, till all be fulfilled. So with that being said, we're just trying to establish truth according to the Bible. And there's three times in the Bible we're told how to establish this truth, which can be found in 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 1, the book of Matthew chapter 18, verse 16, and all the way back in the instructions or Torah and Deuteronomy chapter 19, verse 15, which states, One witness shall not rise up against a man for any iniquity, or for any sin, in any sin that he sinneth. At the mouth of two witnesses, or at the mouth of three witnesses, shall the matter be established. So in essence, the Bible tells us that the way to establish truth is from the mouth of two or three witnesses. But when searching for the stories of the resurrection, there are actually four separate accounts from four different people meaning we have four witnesses now all we need is at least two or three of them to agree with one another to establish this event as a fact again according to the bible so the story of the resurrection can be found in the gospels which consists of the books of matthew mark luke and john but to get a better understanding of the event, we're going to predicate it with the prophecy of the death and resurrection by none other than Jesus himself, which can be found in the book of Matthew, chapter 12, verse 38 through 40, which states, This is not your average podcast. Then certain of the scribes and of the Pharisees answered, saying, Master, we would see a sign from thee. 
but he answered and said unto them, An evil and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign, and there shall no sign be given to it, but the sign of the prophet Jonas. For as Jonas was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. So here the Pharisees demanded a sign to be shown to them by Jesus to prove he was sent from the Father as he claimed, and he tells them he will give them a sign, which seems to be the foretelling events for which Easter is celebrated in the church. But with further analysis, we see that can be further from the truth. Oftentimes, you'll hear someone quote Daniel 9 and 27. And he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week. And in the midst of the week, he shall cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease. And for the overspreading of abominations, he shall make it desolate, even until the consummation. And that determined shall be poured upon the desolate. And this is the verse they run to, to say that Jesus' sacrifice was prophesied and that he would die in the midst of the week or the middle of the week. But the New Testament tells us otherwise in Mark 15:42. And now when the even was come, because it was the preparation that is the day before the Sabbath. So the book of Mark is telling us that Jesus gave up the ghost on preparation day, the day before the Sabbath. If the Sabbath is Saturday, then that makes preparation day Friday. And if he was gone before the first day of the week, as we learn in Matthew chapter 28, verse 1. Matthew 28. In the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulchre. Then can someone please tell me how he fulfilled the prophecy of Matthew 12, verse 38 through 40? Then certain of the scribes and of the Pharisees answered, saying, Master, we would see a sign from thee. But he answered and said unto them, an evil and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign, and there shall no sign be given to it, but the sign of the prophet Jonas. For as Jonas was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. He clearly states three days and three nights. All four accounts of the gospel agree that it started to get dark in the sixth hour and he gave up the ghost in the ninth hour. So let's do the math. Friday evening is when he gave up the ghost. So that's one night. The Sabbath day and night bring the total to two nights and one day. And if he was gone before the dawn of the first day of the week, as stated in Matthew 28 and 1, then he was never in the heart of the earth for three days and three nights, as he himself said would be the only sign that would be given. Get the fuck out my face with that shit. And for those that follow the writings of Paul, he let us know exactly how important the resurrection is to the Christian faith in 1 Corinthians 15, 11 through 19. Good shit. Therefore, whether it were I or they, so we preach, and so ye believed. Now, if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there be no resurrection of the dead, then is Christ not risen? And if Christ be not risen, then is our preaching vain? Message. And your faith is also vain. Yea, 
And we are found false witnesses of God, because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he raised not up, if so be that the dead rise not. For if the dead rise not, then is not Christ raised. And if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain. Ye are yet in your sins. Then they also which are fallen asleep in Christ are perished. Good if in this gosh. life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. Now, the Gospels were able to establish some truths or remain consistent on a few points. They all agreed that it began to get dark in the sixth hour and he gave up the ghost in the ninth hour. They are also in agreement that the rich disciple of Jesus, Joseph of Arimathea, was given the body of Jesus by the Romans in which he placed in his own tomb. And lastly, all four Gospels admit that Jesus' body was gone before the first day of the week. It should be common knowledge that the first day of the week is Sunday. So after this proving three days and three nights, we were able to establish some truths in the text. But there is still so much more important information that for some odd reason, the authors of the text couldn't stay on one accord with. Be sure to stay tuned in for part two. Good scholarship.